Coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast, the FedEx Cup playoffs went from 50 to 30. We're at the finale. We had a barnstorming win from a tour regular, plus big-time history in women's golf on Sunday. I'll explain a Justin Timberlake connection to the winner as well, and we have thoughts and picks for the FedEx Cup Tour Championship finale. We're tuned into now my Barbie review this week and storm season for my co-host and this week's guest, a friend of ours, friend of the show who joined us on that awesome Ireland trip. You know him as the CEO of golf on social media. It's Remick Carlson joining us. Plus, I offend a lot of people with a calendar update and some butter talk when we always end with food. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. Mike, we've been talking about Desert Fox Golf for years because they're our longtime partner. And what they want to do is they want to give back to the people now for having Desert Fox Golf in their life. Desert Fox not only does the phone caddy, they do the swing eight tumblers, they do all sorts of golf accessories, cigar holders for your golfing life. And now, if you hear of or you're part of or you know about an event or you play in events annually and regularly, this is your opportunity to get a cash referral from Desert Fox Golf. So the next event you're playing in, make sure to reach out to that event manager and get their information. Tell them to get Desert Fox products for their large-scale golf event. Get us the event info. If they get Desert Fox product at their event, you get the cash referral. That's right. Just for sending us their information, send us all your events, all the events that you want Desert Fox products at, and we'll do the rest from there. And you could be part of a cash referral. That's right. Cash for just suggesting wonderful Desert Fox products in your life. Again, thanks to our friends at Desert Fox Golf for this wonderful idea to bring their products to events all across the country. interwebs and welcome to course of life we are proud to be presented by our friends at desert box golf and the live take app i'm michael he's alex and alex it was uh, a fantastic weekend at olympia fields in chicago for the second of three fedex cup playoff events and uh you know all the star power was out um with everyone with maybe the exception of uh, john rom and uh, they were out there playing great golf. And great then Victor Hovland yeah. just said, Victor Hovland just kind of stepped up on the back nine on Sunday and said, you know what? I, I want to win this. So he shot a 28, yeah. 28 on the back nine to shoot a Sunday 61 to win the uh, BMW championship by two strokes over Scotty Scheffler and Matthew Fitzpatrick. What a weekend. He barnstormed. That was the word I used at the top. He just yeah. He just took it, wanted it, grabbed it. No one even had a say in the matter. It was an amazing finish by Hovland all through the back nine, draining every putt he needed to, hitting all the right shots. It's funny because I even texted my dad with about three or four four holes left saying, Scotty Scheffler, up one. This feels right. This feels like the moment where he's just going to stumble into his win and all that amazing golf that he's been playing but hasn't been lifting trophies finally converts to a W. Was not the case. Scotty goes begging again. Despite his interesting spot heading into the week with the lead, uh, he again goes another week being in contention, but not winning. Hovland barnstormed that one and just took it away from everybody else. It just, again, shows how crazy the game of golf is, that you can be hands down the best golfer on the course week in, week out, but you still can't win tournaments when someone posts a 61 on Sunday. 
Guys just go low, you know, and 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 the fields are so deep. It's not to speak that we don't know Victor Hovland is a world-class player, but it shows you that any one of these world-class players can show up and deliver that 61 on the biggest stage uh, when the big money's on the line. So impressive stuff from Victor, the Norwegian. And like I said at the top, we've now cut from 50 to just 30, Mike, those prize 30 who yep. basically all just won the lottery for making it to the FedEx Cup finale now. Yeah, they pretty much just just made bank for for the next. You know, they're good for the rest of the couple of years. De- now, dead last five hundred grand, by the way, just for just yeah. for making it to just, this week in Atlanta. Just crazy. And really, let, let's point out let, let, while there was a lot of talk, you know, on Sunday uh, at the BMW, we always are looking at who's going to be in, who's out. There's a the lot movers, of talk yeah. about that. There was only one thing that happened that mattered, and that's a Matt Fitzpatrick moved from number forty to number ten in the standings. And that just meant that Chris Kirk was bumped from the top 30. Everyone okay. else made it. <laughs> that was okay, already so in not, the top not a 30. lot of shake up there. There is usually yeah. a little bit more carnage with, with getting to the final 30 there. Yeah, nothing else really happened there. So Heath Tagalo tried to make a two for two on the PGA Tour and wasn't able to do it. He still finished 31. Yeah. Um, so Jordan Spieth scratched his way in. Sepp Straka just barely made his way in. Um, so, you know, there's some guys in there. But other than that, it's going to be Scotty Scheffler with a massive two-stroke lead going into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Finale. Yeah, staggered we'll leaderboard. That. Remember that, everyone. Staggered yeah. leaderboard. So the leader, that's right, the leader, Scotty Scheffler, is teeing off and starting the tournament at 10 under par and then cascading down from there to 8, 7, 6, 5, and 4 under par, all the way to even par if you're in 30th place in your Seb Straka. Um, so it's interesting in that Scheffler not only has been playing the best golf, but he's rewarded for being in that number one position by having that two-shot lead, which which we've seen in the past is, is pretty vital towards winning in the end on Sunday. Yes, and we'll talk about that a little more when we talk about everything happening at Eastlake. Um, yep. But overall, all you got to know is uh, Victor Hovland, again, finally wins on a non-resort course. I know he's done this before, but he, he's won on a non-resort course. I think he's officially I, I, bucked I, that trend. Yeah, we're going to I think it's fit. also worth – can we also point out, though, you know, we talked a lot about Scotty and John Rahm and Roy McIlroy this year. Victor Hovland also arguably was the second-best golfer of the year behind Scotty Scheffler this year in terms of consistency. Yeah, that's true. In terms of just showing up week in and week out, the case can definitely be made. And I know the Norwegian golf fans are just going absolutely crazy. Great to hear another Norwegian call, by the way, which circulated social media. Those announcers just love them some Victor Hovland. So, uh, yeah, congrats again to Victor. Let's uh, go across the pond to Northern Ireland. Uh, There was a great event going on there, a partnership between the DP World Tour and the LPGA. Yes, little combo event. I know you love these. They yes. literally played two tournaments, same television broadcast, same course. They literally they had the final group for the women's event right in front of the final group for the men's event. So they both finished within about a half an hour or so on the 18th, but it took some extra holes for the history to be made that I mentioned at the top in the LPGA side and the women's event. Mike, 19-year-old Alexa Pano from Westboro, Massachusetts, of mm. all places, wins on her 19th birthday, oh, beats the Rose Zhang record of earlier this year, and officially becomes the youngest winner on the LPGA Tour at 19 years, zero days. How's that for a history-making birthday present there? So are we done with the Rose? Is that it? Rose is over. We're now on the, the Alexa Pano bandwagon. This is impressive. I mean, she skipped the whole college process and everything. Uh, been playing in pro events for several years. That Justin Timberlake connection, Mike. Uh, funny story. Alexa Pano actually starred in 
a documentary about young kids in sports when she was about seven or eight years old, which came out a decade ago, produced by Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel, of all people, and their production mm-hmm. firm. So if you want to go back and take a look at that, she was featured in it along with Amari Avery and some other junior athletes. So she's been in the limelight for a bit, not an unfamiliar name in golf circles, but to get it done the way she did in the playoff on the third extra hole, Mike, 19 years old, birthday present, LPGA win. She's she's officially good to go for the next few years. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good present. I would take that. I would definitely yeah, take that. she was smiling the whole way through. <laughs> Gritty competitor, so get used to the name Alexa Pano. You're going to see her a lot more on tour now. And you know, Northern Ireland, that's only a couple hours north of where we were a few weeks ago when we were in the Dublin area. And, yes, yes. Uh, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, of course, we, Alex, we, you uh, put together a video of our day at the K Club. Uh, and they're Yep, epic. I did the John Daly swing, and a lot of people yep. said I need to be doing that more often in our content, mm. by the way. Uh, it doesn't always work for you. I th- I'd say like 50 <laughs> 50. Uh, it's worse than 50 50 in terms of a positive result for you. Well, that's the fun of it is I, I, I'm also I have I'm humble enough to also post the fails, too. So yeah. I'll, I'll get I'll get those off when they happen. Hasn't, haven't failed yet. So check out the K Club video that's already up uh, for for the result of that John Daly swing. Yep, and uh, the European Club will be coming up this Friday. Which Oof, is, what man, a course. That's going to be a doozy. I still just like I want to go back and play there again. Just like. This is fantastic. Even though it was horrible conditions, the course was just immaculate. It's it still was. Just- I was getting my golf travel host, Anthony Bourdain, on just the sideways rain and wind. And we hit some shots. There are some highlights to be had. Yep. And there's a very special putting competition in that video coming out later this week as well. So be sure to check out our YouTube and subscribe there. That'll be out by the end of this week. Uh, and check out all of our videos from the trip as well. All right, let's look ahead to this weekend. It is the FedEx Cup finale. It's the end of the 2022-2023 season. Whew, and finally. that means they're at East Lake, where they're going to be for, what, another, like, 50 years. It's the most boring golf course imaginable, and we're back in Atlanta yep. for it. It's just because Coca-Cola. I've always, that's what I've always said. I was like, Coca-Cola, yeah. man. They just they keep that in their backyard, so it makes sense. Yep. So uh, Scotty Scheffler will start the weekend at 10 under par. Victor yes. Hoblin will start at 8 under par. Okay. Rory McIlroy will start at 7 under par. And then it goes down from that until you hit even par for those guys of 26 through 30th in the standings. So basically what we're saying is that Jordan Spieth has a chance to win the FedEx Cup finale and the entire FedEx Cup, but he's got to play some of the best golf of his life over four rounds because Scotty Scheffler, I think is going to have such a massive advantage. He wasn't able to get win the cup last year with Rory winning the finale, but I, I just feel like Scotty's finally going to do it. He's finally going to win it this year. So it, it's, it's the end of the road on this Scotty Scheffler season, which has been fascinating to watch. He's been ball striking us to death. We're comparing this season to Tiger Woods ball striking clinics of his yeah. peak. That's how good the numbers are statistically. They're not there in the results category, and that's the fascinating part. He's been an average to poor putter all season, and it's cost him. So the question is, Mike, yeah, is Scotty Scheffler finally going to take what's his, or is he going to get passed on the leaderboard one more time? And this would be pretty insulting if he did with a two-shot lead. I do like Rory's chances, though. Two back, defending champion, loves the course, won here yeah. multiple times in this exact spot. How can you not? throw a little bit of contrarian money on Rory to pass Scotty Scheffler. It's just, it's been what's been happening all season. So I know, I know it feels like Scotty Scheffler is going to get over the hump, but I don't know. Recent history is just not indicating it's going to happen. 
I mean, the only other guy that I would say has a chance here is someone like Matt Fitzpatrick, who's had a great last two weeks, finished tied for second at the BMW this past weekend. He he's just he's been not very good all year, but now here he is, and he's looking like he's he's got a great chance. He's going to start a bit off the off the pace to start, which is the only downside here. Definitely. Yeah, I've got a slew of guys on my runyourpool.com preview, so be sure to check that out for the full list. But a couple names from the back of the pack that I might like to do something crazy. I think Max Homa's in really good form and could go mm-hmm. pretty low. I'm not sure if he can get all the way to the lead, but he could definitely find himself in the top three at the end of, uh, of it all on Sunday. And then if you really want some craziness and you want a guy who's a million shots back that knows how to just make an absurd amount of birdies and eagles, Tony Finau, eight shots Mm. back. I don't know if you can get like a top five bet on him or a top 10 bet or something like that, but he's the kind of guy that could just go berserk and like find himself on the leaderboard of all places on Sunday. Uh, So yeah, check out Run Your Pool for my full preview as to who I like this week though. I'm going to throw one other name out there because it would be just, you know, the state of Georgia would lose their freaking minds if Brian Harmon were to win at East Lake. That would be cool. There is a little bit of Georgia Homer backing that could go on right yeah. there. You know, just getting getting those dogs fans ready for the football season. That makes sense. Yep. It could happen. Yep. There you go. You never know yep. what will happen. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it next week. And then we'll kind of like uh, be in that period of time in the golf season where we never know what's going to happen. Because yeah, no we breathe. Really we got, we got uh, yeah. European Masters. And then we have our friends at the K Club hosting the Irish Open in two weeks. So we got that little mini vacay where we focus on the DP. And then it's, it's back to Fortinet. We, we circle the wagons again. Fall series. Yeah. All right, let's switch over to Tuned In, where we share what we're tuning into outside of the world of sports. Alex, we had a really quiet start to this hurricane season. And I don't know if you noticed in the last week, we now have like so many storms out in the Atlantic. We, of course, have Southern California that has been pummeled. That was wild, yeah. Uh, everything going on there. But we've got Franklin, Gert, and Emily sitting out in the Atlantic. we got another one sitting uh, that may get named as well. It's going to hit the southeast coast of Texas. Um, it's August. It's hurricane season. They're fi- It's finally happening. I mean, it's so freaking dry here. We're 40-something days of 100-degree-plus weather in Austin, and we take any sort of rain and even take our chances with a tropical storm amount of rain because we need it desperately. But you, Mike, yeah, you, it's been very quiet on your side. Yeah. I feel like we're usually doing a bunch of hurricane path talk by this time as we get close to my birthday here, but we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, you know, it's been a very quiet start to the season. So hopefully it remains quiet. These storms that are out in the Atlantic look like from their current past that they're not going to affect the states except for that tropical storm nine or invest nine, whatever it is out there Mm -hmm. in the the Gulf. Uh, But the problem is it's so hot in the Atlantic. I don't know if you've heard about how hot it is in the Atlantic right now. But if these storms get in the right spot, they can become super storms real fast. So that's the concern. That's that early season tease right there. Stay, yep. stay peeled. Keep the peepers peeled on the, on the hurricane season. It's probably going to get going pretty soon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's part two of the Barbie review. You got to see it last week. And then I, I had my turn at, at the Barbie movie. And overall, Mike, uh, I think you gave it four, 4.25 out of five. Yeah, I, I, was, I, think, I think I gave it four. Yeah. Four, four and a half, something like I'm that. I'm going to go hair up. I really enjoyed myself. Mm. It was one of the more fun watches I've had in a while. Um, I was not really blown away by anything that the plot did, but I thought it was really well presented. I think I thought Ryan Gosling kind of acted yeah. his ass off. I think Even he did enough. a really awesome job as <laughs> Ken. I, w- I was not expecting to walk out saying that specifically about the cast. If, if Ryan Gosling doesn't win an Oscar and get to perform I'm Just Ken on the Oscar stage for best song, then I don't I don't know what we're doing here. I just that don't know. Awesome. I just don't. 
I do want, I, I would totally take that and I might get it for a birthday present, knock on wood, that, that a shirt or a tie dye hoodie that says I am Knuff. I, I was digging that. <laughs> I was digging that big time. <laughs> I'll totally wear one of those. I'll even wear it on the golf course too, just to oh, insult wow. the olds who hate hoodies on the course. How about that? Yeah. Let's so, do it. Why not? Uh, yeah. Why not? Now enjoy the Barbie movie. I will go, I will go one notch up 4.5 out of five. One of the better in theater, that and Air were the best two in theater movies I've seen so far in 2023. I, I mean, I will also say in terms of an in theater experience, it was it was one of the best in theater experiences to see it in a theater because everyone was just so into it. And it my was, little mini yeah. chain here in uh, Central Texas, Mike, they do great previews that are relevant to the movie. So they're actually running mm-hmm. a bunch of old Barbie commercials from different decades. <laughs> kind of fascinating to go down memory lane and see those commercials like from the 90s and 2000s. Those toy commercials were just so much more innocent back in the day, I swear. Yeah, it was it was it was a time back then. It was, it was yes. All right, let's get to this week's guest. Uh, you know, when uh, we were out there in Ireland, we got to meet a lot of great people that were joining us for that entire week, including one who, um, first of all, hits the ball a mile. Correct. Um, and, and second of all, was just someone like we knew had to be on this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, it was interesting to see who our group was there. We made a lot of really great friends, um, but uh, definitely was neat to see that that Remick and the CEO of golf and his brother Tyler were joining the trip uh, because they're in that golf content game, just like us. We see the CEO of golf and his content and a lot of people out there already know him by name through his Instagram and his YouTube. Uh, but he not only has an amazing golf game, but they do amazing, great golf video content of his entire journeys, the courses, the holes, and the matches he's played. And he takes us behind the scenes of all of it right here that's right we'll get to that conversation with remick the ceo of golf in just a second but first let's talk to you about the live take app we talk yes. about live take a lot on this podcast because it's really an awesome place where alex and i are able to sit down once a week and uh, have a live debate where we take the gloves off and tell each other what we really think about whatever we're debating this anyway, past sports week, food yeah. craziness what do we what do we do this past week mike we've had this a few takes week, out we there we talked yeah. about whether uh if we if one had to go preseason or all-star games mm, that's across, right which one would it be and the last time i checked at least people were seeming to agree with me that uh the the the, the preseason had to go yeah, they were. I was surprised to see that. You, you yeah, even kind I of walked away too. thinking I might win that one, but yet you, your fans are holding strong for you right now. They are. They are. They agree with me that the preseason is a snooze fest, and I just want to see the <laughs> All-Stars play, and that's what All-Star game is for. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Still got a couple days left before that resolves itself, and we'll have a new one up there this week like we do every week. And you could challenge us to a take as well, and uh, we can debate it out together on there uh you can find us on the live take app col podcast alex and col podcast michael challenge us on there follow us you can see our live takes plus there's these other takes you can do you can just drop a take and let people vote you don't need to actually listen to us give a live take you can just give us your take between the options we give you um and those are those are pretty cool too to just kind of scroll through and kind of give your opinion on what these other people seem to think is right which usually they're not let's be honest people are love it yeah this is the way it is. So make sure to download the Live Take app today on your app store and let your take be heard.
All right, next up on the tee, he's a content creator and a hell of a golfer as well, too. I got the chance to play with him and his brother in Ireland. Helping us be the CEO of our golf games is the CEO of golf himself, Remick Carlson, joining the Course of Life. Remick, how are you doing tonight? Wow, thank you, Alex. Thank you, everyone, for having me on. What an intro. What an intro. That's awesome. You appreciate that, right? That, that's my broadcast journalism background <laughs> kicking in right there for you. It's, you did great. That was awesome. <laughs> no, it's great to to not only uh, have you on, but meet you and play in person. Some great Lynx golf experiences we shared in Ireland. And funny enough, one of the running themes on the last couple of podcast episodes was me not having my clubs or my luggage, which I finally got in the second to last night of the trip. And I, and I saw after the fact that you had a little bit of a mishap with your bags on the way home as well, too. Yeah, luckily enough, it, it came at the uh, end of the trip, right? And not, not at the, uh, the start of it. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, a, little, a little more I ideal. So bad, like, uh, I felt so bad throughout the whole trip. I was like, gosh, I really hope he gets his stuff. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, we had a couple of days where I was like, okay, I don't know if my bags are ever going to come back to the States. Um, but thankfully, we got him back. Good to hear, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, if that was the biggest issue and we ended up all getting our stuff back, then we had a great time. The, the trip start to finish was amazing. Obviously, you and I got to enjoy the full itinerary. I'm just curious, kind of looking back a few weeks later now, what are your favorite highlights and memories from the, from the trip to Ireland? Um, uh, yeah, the golf was fantastic. Golf and food, like the golf and breakfast specifically. The breakfast, like, spread every single day was unbelievable. Like, I felt like I was eating like a king um, every morning. And I just f- feel like I just wanted to stuff myself. Uh, yeah, you did treat <laughs> yourself a little bit more than the average guest did at the breakfast, for sure. Yeah. I, I just want to take full advantage of it, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I just didn't want to uh, twist any, any, any stones unturned, you know? Yeah, I don't blame you. It was fun. Great hotels we stayed at. We shouted them all out in the last couple episodes. So be sure to check that in the, in the archives if you haven't listened. Um, but tell me a little bit about the the highlights for you uh, golf-wise. My, it's funny, the shots that stick out to me were when I was hitting in an absolute storm of carnage at the European <laughs> Club. They they weren't the greatest shots in the world, but they, they felt really fun in the moment. Um, what was the the highlight or shot or hole that you're, you're still playing back from the trip? Yeah, absolutely. Like like you said, you kind of go to Ireland to uh, to experience that kind of carnage, right? Like we all grew up watching the crazy British Open days where it's blowing like sideways and and raining, and and the guys are just look miserable out there, and you're just like, gosh, I wonder like what it would be like to to be in their shoes and to experience that in in U.S. Open Lynx style conditions, and we got to experience that at the European Club, like that by far was probably one of the most grueling yet fun days uh, that, that I've experienced. And uh, to answer your question, like what shot sticks out to me? Um, definitely that tee shot on hole 12 sticks out to me, but uh, it's tough to narrow it down to one. Um, I think at, at the K club. Uh, so after we finished uh, playing uh, our whole group, me and my brother went back out there just to try to recreate the Rory McIlroy shot that he hit yes, on that that's right. from 18. the 2016 Irish open. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And literally legit. I threw one ball down. I'm like, Tyler, we'll see where this goes. Like, I, I hope this turns out well, because if it does, it'll be, it'll be a cool video. And I kind of pulled it like in the middle of the lake, but it just started cutting back and, and it ended up being like 10 feet. Like obviously wasn't as close as Roy Macro shot, but still a heck of a golf shot. And I was like, 
that shot's probably going to stick out to me and, and uh, I'll probably remember that for a while. Yep. That was cool to see. And you know, it was a legit shot when you get the haters saying it's fake too. That, that's how you know it's a good one. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> honestly the best is like when you get a little argument going in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> your, your other highlight that I had from, from your week golfing was uh, the pot bunker escape at Ross Lair, the hole out there. Uh, what's, what's the 15 second lesson for those at home who have never played in a pot bunker or quite had that Lynx golf experience yet? Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, the sand is really soft over there. Like, I don't yeah. know if you thought that as well, um, but it almost feels like you're just hitting out at, at the beach or something, right? <laughs> but uh, I, that's what I would suggest. If if you're trying to prepare to, to go over to the links and, and get out of the pot bunkers, just bring a couple of balls to the beach and, and, and hit a couple out of the sand there because it's very similar, believe it or not. Um, in terms of technique, open the face. And uh, swing as hard as you can and uh, hope that it comes out. <laughs> Very cool. Again, we're, we're talking with the CEO of golf, Remick Carlson. I joined him on the amazing Ireland trip we just took recently. Let's get into that, that term, the CEO of golf. T- tell me about the, the concept behind the name specifically and, and, and the idea of, of us becoming CEOs of our own golf game. Yeah, yeah. You kind of nailed it right on the head right there, Alex. So um, basically, um, it's not like a an arrogant ploy that I'm, that I'm, that I'm planning on across all social media platforms, uh, like some people think, but, uh, <laughs> um, it's mainly, uh, kind of geared towards trying to be the, your own boss out on the golf course. Right. And cause we're all out there and we're all trying to shoot the best score that we possibly can. And there's no one else uh, helping us. Uh, kind of like if you're the CEO of a company, right. If you're, if you're the head honcho of a company, it's kind of all on you, all on your shoulders, right? You have other people helping you out in, uh, in terms of like uh, employees or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's you got to make the call. And just like on the golf course, you got to make the call and make the executive decisions when, when necessary, right? And I try to help people uh, have more fun out there, uh, try to create an entertaining experience, and then as well as provide some, uh, some value to, to help them um, shoot lower scores. Very well said. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the way it works with golf is you got to use your own body parts to hit the shots as well, too. Unless you're in a rare alternate shot format where you get to rely on a great teammate or something like that, you're, you're calling the shots, like you said, and hitting all the shots. So you got to kind of have that CEO mindset. So I, I love the way you put that. And with your YouTube content, it's very interesting because I got to watch it firsthand, but it's very interactive the way you take people through your rounds, uh, the different matches you have and whatnot. I'm curious, have you always been that talkative and talk yourself through shots like that uh, as a kid or is that something you've developed recently uh funny funny you mentioned that i don't don't think anybody has asked me that but uh, we always we always used to have like a drill um or not a drill but we would always have like a couple rounds throughout the year uh where i would go with my coach uh david ledbetter and he would uh kind of talk me he would help me talk through all my golf shots it's almost like he's like the caddy out there and, and, and I'm trying to like describe the shot that I'm going to hit. And, and it's funny if you, if you talk through your shots and so you don't necessarily have to talk it out loud, but if, if you talk it through in, in like your own head, you're going to pull it off more, more likely than not. Cause you're almost like it almost enhances your visualization process. So if you could speak it, you could think it. And if you could think it, you could do it. So, mm. um, you try to put all those, uh, uh, feelings together in order just to recreate the picture inside of your head. If that makes sense. 
definitely. So you, do you think it, do you think it helps your golf game and kind of helps you, especially when you're filming in, in terms of performance, t- talking through each and every shot or, or do you have, do you find times where you just kind of run out of things to say? No, absolutely. It helps me a lot. Like, uh, like it just helps me just to be in the present moment. Right. So in golf, like we could think ahead. It's very easy to think ahead because it's just you and, and a five hour round ahead of yourself. Like there's a lot of time in between shots and it's tough to refocus and uh, come back to the present moment and think of the shot at hand and kind of like talking through the shot, um, almost like enhances that ability to, to bring yourself back to the present moment and focus on what you need to do in order to achieve that task. Uh, that is to pull off the shot or to hit the fairway or to make the putt or, or to hit your landing spot on your chip, regardless of what it is. You just try to talk and, and uh, speak it into existence. Definitely. You got to make it make sense. I love that. Very, very well said. Um, we got to shout out, like you mentioned, your brother earlier, T, who helps out with the video process. I know you guys kind of do a good job of kind of talking out how everything goes down, but explain kind of your brother's role and kind of how he makes the, all the content you do possible. Yeah, no, he's a huge help. Like, and when it comes to like filming stuff and whatnot, he is the man behind the magic right there. And big shout out to Tyler. Uh, my younger brother for helping me. Um, he he provides like a lot of ideas too behind it too. So like, for example, like the Rory vid, I would never have thought about that unless he didn't bring it up, right? So he, he he's very creative when it comes to that stuff. He has like a video game background. So he's able to kind of know like what's going to kind of be viral almost, right? And to kind of like what to say, what to do. And he really, really helps helps me out a lot. Like... Uh, not only filming, but, but thinking of creative things to do on the golf course, off the golf course that are, that involve uh, my account, the CEO of golf, um, and, and everything and above. He's big shout out to Tyler. Yeah, it was very cool to watch kind of behind the scenes playing with you guys during the course of the week. And uh, I'm curious nowadays, since you are kind of in, in the content life, as we say, how, how many rounds or how often are cameras or phones just like completely off? I know, I know you're big on the par three exception because we got we to gotta get the aces if they're there or the birdie <laughs> moments. But what, what's it like Absolutely. for you? How, how often do you get rounds where you're actually just not filming for yourself? Dude, that's a funny question because um, it's very rare these days. I, I was out there, um, I think, last week uh, without my phone at all. And I was golfing with my uh, little sister. She's in college right now playing uh, uh, playing golf at, at her school in Daytona. Nice. Um, but so I was just kind of like going out there with her and trying to spend some time with her because I'm moving to, to Arizona pretty soon. And I kind of wanted to just kind of turn everything off, you know, and just to be in a present moment with her. I think that was, that was really important. Sometimes it calls for it. Sometimes, uh, it's hard for me to, uh, <laughs> hold myself back and not take out my phone, but every now and then you try to just enjoy the moment, you know? Yeah, no, very well said. And again, it's one of those things where you've got some rounds where you're kind of eager to show off a course or, or really go crazy with your with your phone out. And some you just kind of let the moment speak, especially when you're playing with family. So I get that. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is the the whole of the day you do on Instagram, um, in addition to your videos on YouTube. Um, tell me a little bit about your, your favorite hole of the day or if people want to see uh, one or a few really notable holes that you played, uh, where should they look in your content? Yeah, absolutely. Go to um, on my YouTube channels at CEO of Golf or on Instagram at CEO of Golf uh, on all social media platforms. 
And probably the one that sticks out the most, the one that's the most fun is the one I hold out uh, for Eagle in, in Utah. That was pretty cool. Um, it, got, it got a lot of uh, good publicity. And, what course was um, that? It was just, it was, um, <laughs> gosh, why am I blanking on this right now? Um, I know it I'll could be maybe, was that. it Sand Hollow or something in that area or is it a different part of Utah? No, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's in a different part of Utah. It might well, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a second to figure it out, but I know the one that I like that I saw um, that, that's up recently on your Instagram is your K-Club Par 5, another epic Par 5 that Rory McIlroy played as well, too. Um, that setting with the bridge going across and the epic hotel in the background definitely made for, for a cool holiday content for you. Dude, absolutely. And like I, I didn't have the firepower to get it there in two like Rory yeah. did uh, back in 2016. Like. That is crazy. Like, I don't know how he was able to hit a three wood that freaking far. Um, I, he might have even had a five wood, actually. It was pretty, pretty gnarly. And he put it to a good, I think, like a couple of feet, which is in, insane. Yeah, that's a strong three-shot hole for a lot of golfers out there, and he just made a fool of it into pretty crazy stuff. Definitely a YouTube-worthy highlight if you haven't seen it already. Again, we're talking with the CEO of golf, Remick Carlson, here on The Course of Life. Um, let's get to some quick-shot questions. I need you to tell the hole-in-one story that you have that has to do with the scuff on the golf ball. I'll just leave it at that and, <laughs> and let you set the stage for what happened. Oh, this is so embarrassing. But... um <laughs> So me and my brother uh, traveled to Arizona last year. I think like this time last year almost. And uh, we played Dino Mountain, our very first round. It was a hectic day. Um, first of all, I com- it was like one of my first ever like YouTube trips. So like I just started and kind of like the filming game when it comes to like law form content. Just bought a right. camera, like a very cheap camera, like a $500 Sony or something like that. And we were driving on the way to our golf course. We get to the golf course, look in the back trunk, forgot the camera at the hotel. So I did drive like an hour back to the hotel to grab the camera. I drive an hour back to the golf course. Luckily, we made it back to where we could still tee off at a at a decent hour. So I think we teed off at like three. And then we when we started the video, um, we wanted to do like an eighteen hole vlog, and we filmed the whole thing. Um, but the problem was I put the audio jack in the wrong, in the wrong hole. Because uh, <laughs> I was such a rookie uh, when, it, when it came to filming. I didn't know what I was doing out there. So I put it in the headphone uh, jack instead of the, instead of the audio jack that, that was able to pick up the, the audio from the mics. Uh, so that was unfortunate itself. Uh, the hole-in-one story, it was a par-4 downhill number 15. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, you couldn't see the green or you couldn't see the pin really you could see the, the green, front yeah. of the green it was kind of a weird uh, uh, green complex where it kind of sloped up and then sloped back down and sloped up again and the pin was at the very top over a little mound and me and my brother both absolutely roasted drive we we didn't see it bounce but we it was right on line with the pin both both shots uh, so it just all depended on the kick really and then we drive up we go up, we see one ball, and Tyler's like, oh, this is my ball. It was green side, short side, right. When we were looking for mine, we were, we were like wondering, like, where the heck did this thing go? Um, and, then, and then my brother just decided to check the hole. And I thought he was pulling a prank on me. It's the oldest joke in the book, freaking, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The oldest joke in the book. He started freaking out. He's like, dude, no way. 
and and I'm and I was freaking out too at the moment. We we caught it on on video with uh, with my iPhone, and um, uh, turns out like a few holes in, we both look down like we're both on the green uh, on on the next like couple holes. Yes, I did still play with that ball. I don't know why. Probably should have just put it gutsy. put it in the bag yeah. or something. Yeah, very gutsy. Um, <laughs> we look down the green, and I'm like, Ty, what ball are you playing? And he's like. He's like Taylor made five or something like that, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm playing a Taylor made five. He's just, I'm like, how long have you been playing that Taylor made five for? He's like, whole round, and I'm like, just thinking in my head, I'm like, and then he was started, and I, I paused for a second, and he paused for a second, and we, you could tell we were both thinking of the same thing. Yep. And I'm like, no way, this is not happening right now. Um. So, um, long story short, I I don't know if I should claim that or not, man. Like, because. But that's that's why I never posted anything on social media about it because I was like, I in my heart of hearts I can't feel good posting this if I know if I'm not a hundred percent certain on it and I'm like ninety five percent certain I have a hole in one on a part of four, but mm. I have no idea if it's actually mine or not. I think it you may have to turn it into a little bit of like a diary content where you just kind of do a confessional to your fans and just ask them wholeheartedly, you know, do, will will you take me at my word and watch this awesome video of my ace on a par four? You know, know knowing the caveat that there's two tailor-made fives on that green. Yeah. You know? That is a good idea. I might have to do that. Cause and the also <laughs> problem is you can't see the ball land like on the green with the camera because it was such a poor camera. Like I wish I was almost the one that I have currently. We would have been been able to see it easily, but but yeah. So um, you that you might you might be honest on there, Alex. I think I need to start doing. I need there to. You go. And I needless need to, to say, that. there's there's a scuff that you recognize that that seemed to separate your ball from the other one as well. Yeah, exactly. I remember because uh, I was in I was in the rocks, which is normally where I'm at uh, on the previous hole and uh, off the tee, and I remember seeing that scuff on the green, and the the same scuff was on the ball. That that was in the hole on the on the next hole that that was all in one. So, regardless, I think that it's mine. But I'm, I mean, you can't you can't be certain, you know. That's what we're here for. That was the fascinating story the audience needed to hear. I appreciate that, uh, and and the mystery continues. But I think you should you maybe get it out to your audience one day if you do. Um, let's get the the other sport update from you because I know we always diverged into talking a little bit of uh, NFL. So um, this is going to run in a couple weeks here. But overall, what's your what's your Niners prediction for Brock Purdy? You know, when's he going to step in and be the hero for you guys again this season? Oh man. Oh man. It's like the million dollar question, right? I feel like every year we have a quarterback controversy, like whether it's, is Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy still is Trey Lance going to be to him? Like is Brock Purdy him? You never know. I mean, Sam Donald's getting Steve Young comparisons, which is just, Oh God, come on, please. (laughs) Like, like, okay, pal. like let's, let's calm down here a little bit. All right. Like maybe, maybe he's a good backup, but um, dude, I don't know. I really freaking hope so. Like, I I hope he just like picks it right back up where he left off last year. Like that would be that would make me sleep better at night for sure. But I'm holding my breath, man. I'm when it comes to the 49ers and quarterbacks, there's you, you can't be certain. Let's just say that. Yeah, not as of late. It should be an interesting storyline uh, to play out for sure. Uh, you get into six different points in your reviews for a lot of the courses you play. And one is one that we all get along with, which is the clubhouse. So I got a two-parter for you. Tell me what your favorite clubhouse was from the Ireland trip and then maybe your favorite clubhouse stateside that you like going to. Ooh, 
I, I, I really like Royal Dublin's clubhouse. I think that yes. was the best one. Beautiful window view. It just yeah. overlooked the 18th hole, and you could kind of see like it was kind of like a almost like a one like 180 degree viewpoint of of the facility. It was really really cool. So that one was my favorite in in Ireland, and my favorite in the states. Um, it's a great question. I played so many cool golf, golf courses. Um, if I if I were to just name one, you're you are headed to the uh, pretty much the capital of the 19th hole once you once you officially move to Arizona. There, there's a bunch out there in the Scottsdale area. There's a bunch out there, but I can't say over in Arizona is my favorite. Believe it or not, I think my favorite um, has to be oh. You know what it is? It's in Big Cedar uh, Lodge. So, uh, Pan yes. Valley. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That oh, yeah. clubhouse is sick. Like, talk about views. Like, like just having a beer beer in the uh, grill room there, it's, you, you can't get better vibes than that. Let me you honest. got a video of the, uh, the extra hole there, the par three, right? Yes, the 19th hole. Very cool. So check that out on uh, Remix YouTube if you haven't already. Um, and I'll, and we wrap with our 19th hole question. You were hinting at it there. Um, what, what's the go-to order for you? What, what's the meal and the drink order of choice when you get in after a day on the course? Meal and drink choice. I really like a big plate of nachos, like, like chicken nachos, add beans to it, pico, guac, like put the whole kitchen on there for all I care. Like I Sounds just great. love a big hearty meal nachos. And drink, I'd have to go with uh, a Coors Light. Just keep it simple. Great choice, indeed. Uh, Remick, thanks for hopping on, man. It was great meeting you and playing with you in Ireland. We'll be connecting again for sure. Everyone check out his uh, YouTube and his content as well and, uh, and hit them straight as always. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Alex. We're back. Great chat there with Remick, the CEO of golf. And, you know, he, he talked about it in the interview and we saw him doing it out on the course, how he would talk through his shots. Very involved. Yeah. At, you know, really being involved in, in what what he's trying to do and what can he do. And even going over there with two clubs in his hand sometimes and being like, all right, I can do this or that. And then taking what he thinks is right. And whether he's executing the shot or not correctly or the way he wants to do it at the end of the day, he's still uh, he's still letting us all see it and see what happens there. And it was, uh, was kind of cool to see the, the secret sauce there and him making yeah. the videos. Yeah. The, the other question I need to ask, because we were asking this question all week as we watched Remick and his brother Tyler play, who's the better golfer? Because Remick's very good. But mm. Tyler, I think Tyler was the better golfer. <laughs> I think he might be. That's an interesting debate. I mean, uh, th- that's definitely something else that they need to do is the head-to-head brothers match one day out there. Yeah. So that, that could be some good content. But yeah, Tyler had a great game as well. It was great playing with both of them uh, at the variety of courses for the Ireland trip. Again, follow our socials for all the content for that entire week. The YouTubes will be coming out weekly from the different rounds we played. And uh, great having Remick on the show. And if you like that interview, plus everything else we do here on this podcast, go ahead and leave us a rating. Uh, Higher is better, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Make sure you punch that subscribe button. That's really the thing I want you to do. I want you to subscribe. Ratings are great. Ratings are a great way to get other people to listen to the podcast. But if you literally could only do one thing right now in your life to support this podcast, hit that subscribe button. That's you're right I there. You're on do. your phone right now. I know you're being lazy. You're listening to us. So obviously, however, if you're if you're driving, please focus on the road. You could pull over so, quickly. Yeah, just next I mean, next, you, next stoplight. You know, real quick. 
I mean, yeah, but be, be safe about it. Be safe <laughs> about it. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media, Instagram, COL podcast, threads. It's the same thing. We're there too. Uh, he's Course of Life Alex. I'm MWRINC. We're still on Twitter every once in a while. Alex says something on there. He's Course of Life One. I'm MWRINC. Like we said at the top two, we're on YouTube. Make sure you follow us there so you can catch the videos of our time in Ireland. Uh, and for all our food content, it's always end with food on Instagram as well. Let's talk football. Uh, last week we talked about the NFL and how I hate this time of year because it's preseason. But let's talk college football because college football is back too. And they're actually going to kick it off in Dublin where we just were. How about that? Yeah. I know we were seeing the hype machine around this game when we were there last month, but great to see the excitement around Navy and Notre Dame, Mike, kicking off the college football season this Saturday. That's right. It's not week one. It's week zero. The week before the week that gets everything going, uh, the Fighting Irish will start it off in Dublin. Going to see USC, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams in action this Saturday. So it's not the greatest spread, Mike, but it's just enough to appetize the college football diehards like myself. Uh, Some of my picks are on the runyourpool.com article as well. Well too, uh, but a decent little week zero spread to uh, to whet everyone's appetite. Let's uh, talk baseball too, because I know you just you just need to say it. I'm done with baseball season anyway. I'm rooting for I am rooting for the Braves. And, wow, uh, B, August twenty first. He's done. Amazing. It's just it's over. I mean, no offense, but it's over for your Red Sox as well. But still, yeah, we're both at the bottom of the pile and it's not pretty. But I I just have to take these wins in August since we're just buried in mediocrity. If we're sweeping you, it's going to get mentioned on this podcast forever. Uh, yeah, all, all consolation prizes when you look at the ALE standings, though. The, the competition was way, was way ahead of us. We were both very overmatched this year in baseball. Yeah, who would have thought the Orioles and the Rays would be the best teams in the AL East this year? Right? Jesus. I came out of nowhere. I did not I expect the Orioles to be that good that fast, that's for sure. It's crazy. Crazy. But that's baseball. But for now, let's hashtag always end with food. Yes, that's right. Like you mentioned, at always end with food on Instagram for our food content. And now it's time to offend people like no one else can in mid to late August. It was August 19th this past Saturday, and I did it. I had my first pumpkin spiced iced coffee. Pumpkin spice season is here. It's here to stay. Get used to it. Uh, We are, yes, 10 days pre-Labor Day, but I'm still loving life in pumpkin spice world, and I have no regrets at all. It tasted fantastic. Yeah, it seems to get earlier and earlier every year, just like how it seems like the Christmas decorations wind up in stores earlier and earlier every year. Yes, I, I, I think I already saw an August Christmas Today Show story uh, about Christmas decorations. So, so, so some of these stores are just saying, fall be damned. We're just going right to the main event. We're, we're, not, we're not even getting cute with it anymore. Never mind that, that it, for me here in Savannah, it's still like 95 degrees every single day. And what is it, 110 every day for you out there in Austin? <laughs> yes, I mean, the iced coffee works when it's 105 degrees. The pumpkin spice, I mean, admittedly, it's it's not quite the vibe, but I just kind of played the joke out at this at this moment. It, it felt so strange that I loved it. Uh, pumpkin spice season, officially here to stay. It's here. Get used to it. Yeah, and you know, uh, my wife, while not a pumpkin spice fan, has is doing apple butter literally as we speak in the slow cooker. Wow. So amazing timing! Yeah. <laughs> the fall vibes are here on the course of life. Crazy, crazy! I can't stand <laughs> it right now. I I just can't stand it. 
<laughs> yeah, Michael's and those stores, they are already lit with all your Halloween candy and everything like that. It's crazy. Anyways, fall time's here. Pumpkin spice is here. That means football season's coming. We get into all that starting next week on the course of life. Uh, until then, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>